NRL.com preview podcast time. The finals are here. My name is Chris Kennedy. Alicia Newton, NRL.com crack reporter, is here to talk through all of it. As always, Alicia, thank you for being here. No problems. CK, finals time. I'm pumped. Marty Lenahan also is here. Marty, pump for some finals footy action. Also pumped indeed, mate. Bring it on. Let's talk through some games. Uh, mouthwatering first weekend of the Telstra Premiership final series coming at us. Uh, Storm versus the Seagulls to kick us off. I don't know if this is quite uh, the same intensity of, of hatred and rivalry that these two teams had uh, roughly a, a decade ago when they are in a few grand finals together, but still uh, plenty of feeling between these two, Alicia. Yeah, geez, what a way to kick it off. Um, plenty of feeling. Like We only have to cast our minds back to a month ago and these two teams, we sort of talked it up as a potential um, finals preview and that's exactly what it is now. So, um, look, it should be an awesome game. Obviously, Melbourne um, rested a few guys last week and have, and bounced back with a win over Cronulla, but, um, you know, Manly were high-flying against the Cowboys. So, um, look, both teams pretty much fit. Obviously, there's a couple of question marks around Cameron Munster and, and George Jennings. But, um, yeah, geez, it's it's an awesome way to kick off the, the start of the finals. How are you looking at this one, Marty? Josh had a car, obviously a big out for the Storm. Cameron Munster, like Alicia said, potentially uh, racing the clock with that. Uh, was a cut infected on his knee or, or whatever it was. So possibly a little bit uh, skinny on the wings, especially when you look at Manly with the form that Ruben Garrick and, and Jason Saber in. It's um, one, one area where Manly really could take it to them. Yeah, I certainly think if Cameron Munster doesn't play, that would be a huge blow for them, I guess. Well, Josh had a car is a massive loss as well. So... Just a couple of little chinks there, I guess, in the armour for Manly to uh, to potentially expose. I mean, you can't come into a final series in, in better form than Manly artists with their potency, with the, the three guys at the back all scoring huge amounts of tries. Ruben Garrick, you know, getting over 300 points was just a phenomenal tune-up for them last week. You know, while some of the other final teams either got beaten or, you know, left a lot of players out as South did and still got away with a win, whereas Manly just cranked it up they look sensational and I think they have no fear at all in playing Melbourne and that's a big a big thing I think not that any side goes in scared but I think there's some other teams don't really rate themselves a chance of beating Melbourne but I I really think that uh, Manly should be very confident that they can uh, they can get the job done. Marty what do you make of this narrative around uh, Manly, obviously they had a, um, a really poor first month to the season then Turbo came back, they got their confidence back and they, they won a bunch of games, got themselves into the uh, the top four, but they also other than not having Turbo at the start of the year, they also front-loaded a lot of their tough games, they lost to the uh, the Roosters, Rabbitohs and Panthers in that opening month um, and since then they've lost to the Panthers uh, again uh, they've beaten, they had a really obviously a huge win over the, um, the Eels who were um, in the top four at the time, but other than that they've also lost to Melbourne and haven't really beaten um, any of the other top sides. And people forget that game against the Cowboys last week. They were up by six points with, was it 10 or, or 15 minutes to go before those late fireworks from from Turbo in particular. How much, did, like, what do you read into that whole Manly form line? At the risk of sounding like a coach, CK, a new season starts now. So, <laughs> uh, mate, oh, I think... No look, cliches on this podcast, Marty. <laughs> Sorry about that. I think, um, look, all those results are relevant, obviously, how you perform against those other sides. But you know, there's things like people saying put a line through South after they had two losses by 50. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can look back on a season and say are either a really bad sign or you just you do start again in September. I just think that Manly 
Um, you know, this is a golden opportunity with a, with a couple of Melbourne guys out. And if Munster plays, he, look, he's probably not going to be 100%. So they just go in there full of confidence. They've got a game that can certainly unsettle Melbourne. And they've got the bloke who's the best player in the game at the moment. You know, he's every chance to win a Dally M based on playing only 15 games, which is just phenomenal. So I think they should be extremely confident of what they can do. What do you take? What's your take on all that, uh, Alicia, with Manly sort of not having too many big scalps this year? Yeah, look, I think, and it's been mentioned already this week, but they're just going to focus on that that game a month ago. And I guess they didn't get the result on the night, but speaking with Daily Cherry Evans on Monday, he sort of said that, you know, a lot of those younger guys who just hadn't really played Melbourne at all either in such a big game sort of took a lot out of the fact that, you know, the sort of physicality that um, that comes with playing a side like Melbourne. So I think they'll take a lot into it. I think the wingers, um, there's a great matchup there with Josh Adokar missing. You know, you've got Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick up against George Jennings that, you know, does have an injury. His, his PCL isn't 100%. And then you've got Isaac Wimmy-Wimmy. He's only played five career games. So I think there's a bit of a point of difference there for Manly, um, just given Turbo, you know, on both edges. Um is really going to try and test those wingers out. We do see a lot of them sort of come up and in, especially if they're a young rookie winger, you know, trying to sort of shut down a play. So I think that's somewhere where Mealy can really um, target. And I guess, you know, the rest of it's going to have to take care of itself. I think like the forward pack battle is awesome. And, um, you know, I, I don't think anyone sort of, I don't think anyone gives Manly a chance um, unless I guess they're, guys at the back are firing but more so I think their forward pack can take care of Melbourne's which is a massive threat. We haven't really talked about Ryan Pappenhausen either but we sort of said not uh, was it two weeks ago against Parramatta he looked pretty uh, hesitant or a little bit cautious or just not his old self um, in that game but absolutely back to his best uh, against the Sharks last week. Yeah he was great and it was really good to see I think everyone even if you're a Melbourne fan you you want to see guys like him at his best and, and he's been visibly struggling, you know, since that head knock. We, none of us really know the struggles that he's been through mentally. And um, Dale Finucane mentioned it as well this week, like coming back into that sort of role as a fullback. And we know he's not the tallest guy, um, so he does get roughed up a bit. And, you know, he'll go into this final series much more confident with that performance um, that he did on the, on the weekend. All right, time for our uh, tips. Alicia, how do you see this one panning out? Oh, I've gone with Melbourne, um, but if Cameron Munster doesn't play, I think it's a massive advantage, obviously, for Manly. But, yeah, Melbourne for me at the moment. What are you looking at, Marty? Yeah, I think Manly can get the job done. I just love the way they're playing. I think Parramatta gave everyone else a bit of a blueprint a couple of weeks ago, just sort of maybe knocked that little air of invincibility off Melbourne a little bit. And I just think Manly uh, playing the sort of footy at the moment that uh, can win them a game like this. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm going to go Melbourne. I think just the big games rolling around, they, um, you know, once they sort of got shocked into gear against Manly a month ago, they never really looked like uh, losing. So I'll take Melbourne uh, in this one. But yeah, like you, Alicia, if Munster's out, that would be uh, absolutely massive. Second game of the weekend, fifth versus eighth, uh, coming from Townsville, the Roosters uh, and the 
and the Titans, Marty. I'll start with you, Roosters. Um, I'll start with probably their game earlier in the season. I was just watching the the highlights before this podcast, and Roosters were out to an 18 0 lead and led 30 points to four at one point. Titans scored uh, five tries in 17 minutes, I think it was, led 34 to 30, and then a, a late Roosters try, and then a Sam Walker field goal to um, to steal the win back. But uh, it was one of the uh, probably the the most topsy turvy games of the season so far. Unbelievable game. Back in the days when we used to go into the office, CK, I was uh, working that afternoon watching that game. Unbelievable match, wasn't it? It was just, look, Titans will get a bit out of that. As you said, five tries in in quick time in that match. And then Sam Walker, of course, it was really just exploding onto the scene at that stage, uh, got the Roosters home. So, look, the Gold Coast, I mean, they come in, their form last weekend, they only had to win by 11. They piled on 44 points. You know, fair enough, the Warriors had flocked off and... You know, the way some of their players behaved obviously was a bit of a disaster for them. They ended up with 10 on the field at one point. So you could say it's hard to get a gauge on the Titans, but they did what they had to do. I mean, that could have been a real pressure situation for them. They'd seen two other sides kind of fall over at the last hurdle to hand them then that opportunity. And, geez, they certainly uh, took it with both hands. What do you take out of that last week from the, the Titans, Alicia? They had to win by 11. They ended up winning by 44. I think maybe their biggest win um, in franchise history. It was, a, 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 we, you know, obviously acknowledgement of the, the calibre of the opposition, but um, they, you know, with all the pressure on, they're able to deliver. Mm. Yeah, I think their preparation as well leading into it, like you think about a lot of those players would have been sitting on their couch and, watching the, the events unfold for 48 hours. Obviously, they needed Melbourne to win. They needed uh, the Roosters to win. Um, coincidentally, they're playing them now, this week. But, um, you know, they needed to cheer on other sides and it's probably not the ideal way to get into the finals. But once they got that opening, they still needed to win and win by a certain margin. So they came with a bit of pressure last week, which I think will help them coming into this game. You know, they know, um, obviously, there's plenty at stake and, and, you know, I give them every chance up in Townsville to sort of on a dry track to to play that sort of footy that can probably trouble the Roosters. You know, they they play with no fear and you only have to look at the fullback, um, Jaden Campbell, how much he's just come onto the scene. I think he's been a massive point of difference for them um, in the last month of footy. Even against Newcastle when they struggled, he was still pretty dominant at the back. So I'm looking forward to that matchup with uh, him and James Tedesco. But, yeah, like the Titans, I'd be pretty fearful just – if I was the Roosters in, you know, if we're thinking about taking them lightly and all that sort of thing, because I don't think it's going to be as easy as what probably people make out. We know the Roosters, their situation with, um, I guess, the year that they've had, but, um, you know, they are still finding a way. So, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of points in this one. What are we thinking now, Marty, after a few weeks, six or so weeks, to look at it of this for feeder off the bench? Uh, strategy he still scored plenty of tries uh, in that period. If he comes on and you know gets a chance to isolate Lockie Lamb, or maybe if he comes on around the same time that Sam Walker comes on and gets a chance to uh, to run at him, could be a, a point of difference. Yeah, it's interesting. We had a bit of a debate on a, on the website this week. A couple of us saying, you know, should he start or be on the bench, and and the fans' vote on that was pretty much split right down the middle. So it's quite interesting that. Uh, it has worked reasonably well for them the last six or seven weeks, and he's had a great impact. My fear would be that if the game gets away, you know, 12-0 or something like that before he gets on the field, and, and the Roos are just such a solid finals team, experienced team, will he have the chance to make an impact that he could have? For me, uh, I would have him on the field at the start. I just think he should be 
coming off the back fence from the opening minute and really trying to impose himself with Tino and, and Mo Fodawaker. And they've got a very good forward pack if Kevin Proctor plays. He's battling a shoulder. But if he's there, I reckon they can really take it up to the uh, roosters in the forwards. And I think for Fida, I would have him out there from the opening myself. What do you make of the Roosters, Alicia? They are pretty battle-scarred coming into the, the final round of the, the regular season, but absolutely trounced the Raiders uh, in commanding fashion. They get some troops back this week. We think uh, Jared Rear Hargreaves is okay after that knee knock and Angus Crichton and Victor Radley both back from uh, suspension. So uh, a much stronger Roosters outfit um, than, than the one that beat Canberra last week as well. Yeah, well, the first half, it looked pretty nerve-wracking for them, but they sort of just hit hit a bit of, um, I guess, got into their groove that we're so used to seeing. And, um, yeah, it was a nice win. I think it was a, a win, obviously, that they they needed leading into the finals just after that South Sydney loss. So um, plenty of confidence. Angus Crichton coming back, obviously, you know, he's a massive key in, in what they do. And having Victor now as well and, and Jared, as you mentioned, just offers another sort of style in the way that they attack. So, look, we know what the Roosters can do. Obviously, we've been seeing it for years. It doesn't matter who's in their side. And with James Tedesco at the back, anything can happen. Um, and I think that's what, you know, going into these finals, it's going to be a different Roosters outfit we're, we're probably used to seeing. I think they're going to throw a bit of caution to the wind and, um, you know, really, really try and make a fist of this because, um, you know, it was only a month ago they were sitting pretty comfortably in the top four. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great game. As I said before, I think... I think it's going to be a high-scoring one again. I, I wouldn't surprise me if there was another Sammy Walker field goal involved at the death, which mm. would uh, would be something. I was going to say, speaking of you know players that are coming off the bench, what have you made of Sam Walker off the bench? He um, came on and made a, a difference a couple of weeks ago, but he's also was it last week, the week before? He only got to play five minutes, so um, not quite sure how they're uh, they're planning to use him at the moment. Yeah, it's an interesting one how they sort of, I guess, just wait and see on how the game's progressing. Um, yeah, last week he came on and did his job. He, he looked pretty refreshed too once he got out there, which is a bit of a point of difference for for the side. Um, I like that he's sort of taken out of that opening 20 minutes. We know sort of physically yeah. how demanding it is um, on, on any player, but let alone a, a teenager. So, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind to see how it's going. I don't think it it matters too much for the Roosters who can just then inject him. But, you know, I think um, definitely David Fafita might target him a fair bit. Are they on the same edge? I'm just trying to think right, well, they, right side of the day. Yeah, Fafita's scored most of his tries uh, running on the left. But since he's been moved back to the bench, he's sort of been coming on for Kevin Proctor on the right to start with. And he's sort of done a bit of a bit of both. So um, I don't think it's quite as simple as saying one's going to be left, one's going to be right or, or whatever. Yeah, either way, I think, you know, he'll, he'll be targeted and Marissa's halves. So, um, yeah, it should be a pretty decent matchup. But, yeah, I don't mind the Sam Walker move at the moment. I think it's – and who knows, if they do go a bit further than this week, then it will sort of rejuvenate him as well a little bit for the for the other finals. you got to remember this is his first game too um, on such a big, big stage. So, keen to see how he goes. Finish yourself for the tip. Um, I've gone the Roosters, but, again, no confidence in this one. Marty? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Roosters. I really like what Drew Hutchison's doing, you know, talking about their halves there. He's a big body, I think, defensively. They, they are going to have a big assignment with those Titans forwards coming at them. So Hutchison, Josh Morris, obviously a great defender. He came back in last week. I just like the, um, the experience the Roosters have got in these sort of games. And I just love their culture as well. I think they've had an incredible season and they can keep it going for at least another week. 
It's probably remiss of me not to mention uh, Hutchison earlier, but he's been a real unsung hero for them. I mean, you obviously remember Luke Keary going down at the, the start of the season and Sam Walker being so young and inexperienced and a little bit in and out of the team. Um, Hutcho, I mean, he's been around a while but hasn't played a huge number of first-grade games. So I'm prepared to say he's had the two best games of his NRL career over the past three weeks against the, uh, the Raiders and the, the Dragons. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, well, certainly Trent Robinson said in the press conference last week he thought it was Hutchison's best game he'd played. And when you think what he's been through this year after that injury against uh, Parramatta, it's been a phenomenal effort to come back and, and come back so strong. So, yeah, he'll have a huge role to play. And sorry, that was a tip for the Roosters? Yeah, Roosters for me. Yep, Roosters for me as well, but um, certainly wouldn't surprise me if the uh, Titans made a, you know, a strong start to this game and, and asked plenty of questions. Third game of the weekend, the Panthers up against the uh, Rabbitohs. Marty, um, Panthers absolutely trounced the Bunnies earlier in the year and then um, Rabbitohs rattled them, um, what was it, two or three weeks ago at the start of the game, but uh, one Panthers clicked into gear, never really looked like losing that game uh, either. Do you think third time lucky for the, the Bunnies or Panthers going to lose? Uh, look, form guide definitely says Penrith, although I said don't worry about games earlier in the season. <laughs> I think Penrith certainly going with plenty of confidence. Uh, look, South got away to 12-0 a few weeks ago and looked all right. But, uh, you know, it's a different side, obviously, with Latrell Mitchell not there, although he didn't have his greatest game that night. He was uh, peppered by Nathan Cleary the whole night and he and Josh Mansour completely went to water at the back there. So uh, they're both gone now and, and Blake Taft gets the chance to... Uh, Step up, he'll never get a better, uh, I guess, opportunity to prove himself than this sort of game with Cleary uh, raining the ball down on him all night. So I do think Penrith, I mean, just the, the two seasons they've put together and the number of games they've won, it is just phenomenal. And they've done it with a very steady, haven't had to make too many changes to their side. It, it's a just such a strong team. And I think they certainly, uh, they will believe they've got the, the wood on South Sydney and, and know how to beat them. So yeah, I think Penrith should be, very, very confident heading in. Just on um, Blake Taft playing at fullback. I've been on some South Zooms this week and the players have been very dismissive about any possibility of Cody Walker playing at fullback. So Benji Marshall can start in the halves. They're all backing uh, Blake Taft to, uh, to get the job done at the back. Alicia, he, um, he got fended off uh, pretty badly by, was it Michaela Ravalawa um, recently? Yep. But he also had some pretty nice moments uh, in attack uh, since Latrell's been out. I think in his defence, I don't think many would have stopped Ravalawa that night no. and steaming on. But um, look, I I'm I think Wayne will stick with him at fullback. Um, they've obviously got another chance up their sleeve. I think if he was to have a pretty rough night, though, Wayne might consider the options. You know, next week if they did drop this game. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure if it is really Ducks and Drakes. Wayne's usually quite um, honest when it comes to team selections, but yeah. Um, yeah, look, they obviously do have a lot of options if they want to make that last minute call. But either way, I think he's going to, he will get peppered by Nathan Clear. I don't think there's, South has said basically that we need to put a bit more kick pressure on him, but it's really hard to do. We've seen it in Origin, how hard it is to, to apply that pressure on Nathan Cleary with the boots. So um, all those back three, Alex Johnson was there that night um, a couple of weeks ago and Jackson Paulo was missing. So I think those guys will, will, will get targeted. Um and under pressure, I think we saw Blake Taft drop that ball last week, a Corey Norman bomb, and kind of thought, oh, you know, that that's obviously something that the the Panthers will watch and pick up on. So, look, um, I think for South, you know, going back to that game, they were all over Penrith for 30 minutes. 
know, they did everything right. Penrith looked absolutely rattled and um, it was it was the way to play Penrith. But after that, after half time, they just fell apart. Their discipline, obviously, that 11-2 penalty count against them, a lot of that was their own doing, you know, um, uh, uh, hand in the face, you know, just unnecessary mm. sort of contacts um, here or there. And obviously that Mark Nichols downtown rule, which um, still boggles a lot of people, but... You know, little things like that just went against them. Whereas, you know, they'll consider themselves every every chance, even without Latrell, to to put some points on the board against this Penrith side. But defensively, we've seen, you know, Penrith just really um, stay, you know, stay firm. Even in in when they've lost all those players this year, they've still um, maintained that that great defensive line. And and the stats, you know, don't lie either. So, yeah, geez, it's going to be a tight one. I'm. I'm leaning towards Penrith just purely because I think that they've got that all over the South and they've, they're just a lot more settled, but um, you know, at the same time, I wouldn't be underestimating South, even with Latrell missing. What do you make of the Panthers, Marty? Obviously had that pretty good tune up against the Eels last week, a bit of a, a tough battle in the first half, but really asserted themselves in the second against a team that, as we all know, was, you know, very under strength, all the players that were being rested, but you can only play what's in front of you and they um, are able to put on a bit of a score in the end. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were they were gifted a win. Basically, we all knew that that Parramatta weren't likely to win that game. It was just a great tune-up for them. I think they've gradually gotten better with uh, Cleary and Luai. The more games they've played together after Nathan was out for a little while, and I think they've just got the the perfect game plan. I mean, I think the two halfbacks, Nathan, we're talking about his high kicking, those bombs that are a nightmare for every fullback, and then Adam Reynolds more your long kicking. Be looking for him to pull out a 40-20 and control the game that way. So just an intriguing battle of uh, you know two of the great halfbacks in the game. So just quickly on South, I don't think Taff will be moving at all. I mean, I think they you wouldn't want to move Cody Walker. He's so good where he is. Alex Johnson's a freakish try scorer where he is. I just think they'd be taking a massive gamble to weaken any other other positions by moving them around. So you just put your faith in the kid and hope they all get around him. And, you know, they just have to play like they did in that first half. As Alicia said, their discipline was horrendous in the second half. I don't think any Wayne Bennett coach side is going to make those sort of mistakes again. So if they get in front early, they won't be, uh, they won't be doing the same silly things they did a few weeks ago. All right. Yeah, for sure. Finishes off with the tip. I'm going to go Penrith, I think, in a, in a tight one. But, yeah, I think it'll be an absolute cracker of a game, as you'd expect from two sides that finish uh, where they did on the ladder. Alicia? Yeah, I've gone Penrith. I think Tavita Pangai Jr. might come back to haunt his old coach. Interesting one. Yeah, I'll go for the uh, Panthers as well. Final game uh, of the weekend on Sunday afternoon, obviously the Eels taking on the Newcastle Knights. Alicia, I'll start with you. Um, Parramatta, pretty big out with um, Joey Lussick hurting his calf on top of the seasoning injury to uh, to Reid Marnie. Uh, Ray Stone, who has trained a bit at, uh, at Hooker, is starting there, and obviously Will Smith on the bench. It's, uh, it's a huge out for the Eels up against a, a Knights team that were admittedly very poor in uh, in round 25 but with uh, some pretty key players out um, as well yeah the um the Lussick injury was pretty unexpected obviously when we saw the teams come out we weren't sure and we're still not sure when it actually happened whether it was at training this week or or during the game watching the game he come off the 65th minute mark and seemed pretty pretty fine so yeah, it was sure a training that. apparently i actually watched the uh the replay of the game and he was just subbed uh after the the brian toto try so he wasn't ever involved in the play and he looked fine before that but yeah, apparently it was a, a training issue yeah which is a bit of a blow there um 
look, Raystone got through 80 minutes last week, so I don't think match fitness will be an issue. It's just um, how well I guess he can adjust. We know he played a bit of hooker before, but how many minutes he'll get, not too sure, especially with Will Smith there. Um, I want to say I, I think since Reed Marty's been injured that they, you know, they've struggled in that department, but they've they've just had other guys sort of step up in that in that position. But yeah, look, this this game overall, um, 20 years since the 2001 Grand Final and. It's, uh, there's a lot of sort of similarities to it. I don't want to say it's a similar result because I know that's not what you want, CK, but, um, you know, there's there's a lot sort of riding on this game, obviously, and a lot of people expect Parramatta to get the win, which I think will suit Newcastle just fine. But, um, yeah, a few forced changes from both sides, a couple of players are battling injury. Um, a nice way, I think, to, to finish, the, uh, finish the first week of the finals. Marty, this night's team is about as strong as a side as they can name. Um, from their, their top 30. Obviously, Daniel Saifidi back from injury uh, as a timely return. Clemmer probably battling through a bit of a, a rib injury, but, you know, Jacob Saifidi, Jaden Braley, um, Tyson Frizzell all rested uh, last week, early marks for, for Pierce and Ponga. So uh, guys all should be pretty fresh. Although, as we've said, uh, I think mentioned previously on the podcast, their attack this year has really been uh, pretty clunky and pretty bad. Well, if Parramatta defend like they did against Melbourne, you couldn't possibly imagine that Newcastle could score enough points to win. I mean, as you said, their attack has struggled. Parramatta just were incredible that night, the way they shut down the storm. So that's something that Adam O'Brien has to work out. I was just having a look um, today at the, you know, Newcastle got back to the finals last year and were, were beaten pretty easily by South. But if you look at that team, they didn't have Tyson Frizzell. Jaden Braley had been out the whole year. Connor Watson was out the whole year. So, you know, this is a vastly different team to the one that they took into that final last year. And I think they should be certainly a lot more confident of what they can they can put out there when you add those guys to the mix. Um, I think they look, certainly the finals games are going to be tighter anyway. So, you know, they're, they're not going to get flown off the park, but they've still got to find probably 18 points uh, somewhere in that clunky attack, as you described it. But uh, they do have a bloke called Ponga there who's pretty capable of doing anything. So I think this is probably one of the most intriguing uh, matchups of the weekend. How do you see that Knights attack versus your defence, Alicia? I think Ponga had a, a pretty nice try assist before he went off uh, last week, but as um, you no doubt, you know, well across the uh, the attack hasn't really fired for, for most of the season. Yeah, I thought um, last week for the opening, maybe 10, 15 minutes, I think from the first set, they were throwing the ball around really well, like side to side. And you, you thought, oh, hello, like, you know, this, this will be uh, a few points scored today. But in the end, they could only manage four points before both um, Pierce and Ponga came off, which was pretty disappointing. They had a couple of close close calls, you know, no tries and that sort of thing. But at the same time, um, you know, the Knights scored another 18 points when they came off the field. So, um, yeah, a little bit worrying um, that they couldn't, I guess, you know, put the put the points on the board. But at the same time, um, you know, if they can get Parramatta in a bit of an arm wrestle, we've seen them, uh, CK and, and I spoke um, off, off camera about this yesterday, about just, I guess, some of the games of the past between these two sides um, haven't been very pretty on the scoreboard in terms of points scored and just, you know, absolute bludges of games, really. Um, which is something I think Newcastle would want to get you know, Parramatta into a grind because the last time these two sides played, you know, it was 20 to 20 nil at half time. So um, in Parramatta's favour. So obviously the start is the key, I think, for the Knights. If they can hold on um, early, then they've given themselves every chance to sort of come home. And I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, CK, just on like Ryan Madison there in the reserves and I guess the whole makeup around 
um, Isaiah Papali benched as well. Like, what, what do you think Brad Arthur's doing there? It was a strange team list, other than obviously the, the Lusick injury, which we didn't know about on Tuesday, but since turns out that he's, he's unavailable. Um, yeah, Ryan Madison back from suspension, named not even in the, the 17, but in the reserves. And then obviously uh, Papali, who's been probably their best player all year getting benched. I thought about it and thought about it. And I looked at the team list they had against Melbourne two weeks ago. And the team they've named this week is basically the closest possible thing they could have named to that outside of the forced changes. So uh, Keegan Hipgrave out with that nasty concussion uh, last week and Regan Campbell-Gillard available. So the, you know, the, the, I guess the path of least resistance to make that swap was for Regan to start at prop and uh, Papali'i to go into Hipgrave's uh, bench role. And then um, Lassie Kiat, Ray Stone, who was on the bench against Melbourne, goes into the starting side and Will Smith, who was not in the 17, then uh, joins the interchange. It's it's just the least amount of disruption from the team that beat Melbourne that Brad Arthur could possibly name. I, I've been talked to Brad Arthur this week. I've been, uh, his, um, his weekly uh, coach, Zoom won't be until Friday or Saturday. So um, don't know if that's what he was thinking, but um, yeah, it's probably a little bit rough on, on Madison, who's obviously a, you know, a high profile player and a pretty good player. But the only thing I could think is that he's trying to replicate what they did so well against Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, that makes it makes a lot of sense when you put it that way, because like just as a as somebody who you know hasn't paid too much attention to Parramatta as closely as you have, I just thought he has to be in that 17 somehow. But Okay, we'll wait and see if there's any late changes. I guess, uh, I don't know if Madison's had his best year, to be honest. No, he had that um, that head knock earlier in the year and missed some games. But even when he's been on the field, I don't know if he's quite been um, the same force that he was uh, last year. I mean, it's still strange that you would pick, um, I mean, not to disrespect anyone else, but that you would take, you know, Cartwright over Madison on the bench, um, you know, just given what Madison can offer. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say that Madison's been absolutely critical to or central to what they've done well this year but um yeah a lot of people saw that team list and thought oh there's ducks and drakes here there's going to be some game day changes but I would say that Brad Arthur is probably most consistently the coach who names a team on game day that is one to 17 or what he named on Tuesday like he just does not you know see the need to pull these you know mind games it basically what he names on Tuesday is basically what he's expecting to play on the, the weekend I mean sometimes there'll be force changes sometimes he might change his mind but for the most part it, it tends to be what he's thinking and, and what ends up happening interesting all right well uh, let's finish off with our uh, tips alicia who are you going for um i've gone with the Parramatta eels i think that they will be too strong just attack we've spoken about it they've got points in them whereas newcastle yet to show it and i don't think we'll see it this week either how do you see it panning out marty uh, look, I think the Knights, actually, the other bloke I didn't mention was Jake Clifford, of course, in for that team that, that bowed out of last year's finals. Great mid-season switch. He could have stayed at the Cowboys and lost 10 in a row or uh, come to the Knights <laughs> and they've won a heap of games. So it uh, seems to be really comfortable there. I just like the look of their spine. I think, uh, look, I think there's a lot of long-suffering, passionate Newcastle fans. They had the three wooden spoons in a row. They're just starting to get something together. I really like their forwards and I think they can uh, spring a bit of an upset here. Yeah, I'm tipping Parramatta, but I think, uh, you know, Reid Marnie and Joey Lussick both being out is is pretty massive um, for the Eels, not just, you know, 
the creativity in attack, but just the crisp service and bringing the forwards onto the ball. I thought that's what something that Lussick did really well against the Storm, that you look at the way that Junior Paulo, Nathan Brown, Papali were, were hitting the ball. I think that you know, a lot of that starts from um, from dummy half. So a huge out for the Eels. But um, yeah, that Newcastle attack is, is really going to need to find something that hasn't had most of this year to uh, to get the win on the weekend. So tipping the Eels, but um, certainly not uh, ruling out a, uh, an upset. Anyway, that is all four games from week one of the Telstra Premiership finals series and absolutely cracking weekend in store thank you as always marty and alicia for your time and your insights enjoy the footy this weekend everyone we're back uh this time next week to talk about the semi-finals